chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. I want to just read uh, the first six verses. Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the unity of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, where the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight, Lord, you've dealt with me on this matter so many times, and Lord, I believe it's one of the most important things for a Christian to do, and that is, Lord, pray that you would increase our faith. Bless us, we pray tonight as we study now this matter of faith together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about your faith or the measure of your faith. Verse 3 says, According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now the question is, what kind of faith do you have? How strong is your faith? How much do your faith mean to you? It's almost unbelievable how much emphasis God puts in His Word on this matter of faith of His people. God's Word is the gauge to measure our faith by. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Now notice something. God is saying here, the three greatest things in life of a Christian are faith, hope, and love. And he begins off with faith. So faith is included, and it's very essential to the Christian's faith. Turn with me now to Luke chapter uh, uh, 22. Luke chapter 22. I have had so many people talk to me about over the years about how much faith and what is faith and all the things about faith. So I want to show you tonight how to measure your faith in the Bible. Luke 22, two verses, verse 31 and verse 32. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that that he may sift you as wheat. But I pray for thee, that thy faith fail not. When thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. It would seem that Peter, now we know Peter is a saved person because Jesus makes much of Peter in different ways, and we can read through the scriptures, we believe that he was a saved person, he was a Christian. But according to these verses, 
He must have been doubting. He must have had some problems in his life because the Bible says here, and when they are converted, strengthen thy brother. That is, turned around from the way you're thinking about this matter of faith because it says, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. I believe that all of us come to places in our life that our faith fails. We have problems, we have sicknesses, we have deaths in our family, we have all kinds of things, and sometimes our faith just fails us. And I believe it did Peter here, and Jesus prayed for him. Jesus is talking to a Christian here now. And Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith may not waver nor fail, it may be strong. Mark 11, verse 22, Jesus said, Have faith in God. In Luke chapter 8, verse 25, Jesus asked his disciples, Where is your faith? Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Back up just a little bit now to Matthew chapter 9. And I want to read beginning in verse 27. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Jesus turned him about. When he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into that ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they left him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame thereof went about abroad unto all that land. Now, I want to show you something. Two blind men said to Jesus, uh, going on down now to verse 27, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he's coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith be it unto you. Now two blind men, Jesus said, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus said, what would you have me to do? Then they replied, Open our eyes that we may see. But that takes a miracle. It would have to take the power of God. No human being could do that. Jesus said to these two blind men, According to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, Jesus was saying, Whatever your faith demands, whatever your faith claims, Whatever your faith wants, whatever your faith lays hold on, that's what I'll do for you. And they believed he could open their eyes, and he did. Now, you'll never be any stronger then as a Christian than your faith will let you be. Now, notice what faith does. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, Little faith will bring your soul to heaven. Great faith will bring heaven to your soul. Now notice some things the Bible says 
faith does for us. Number one, the Bible says that faith justifies. Now, we know what the word justifies means. It means just as you never sin. Now, notice in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, justification before God means to be declared righteous. Back up now to Romans for just a minute in chapter 5. And notice the first verse. Be therefore justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God justifies you or makes you just as though you'd never sinned. Number one. Number two, faith guides the Christian life. You don't really know uh, nor what you want nor where you're going until you learn to trust and walk with God. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Christians are to walk by faith, not by sight or touch or feelings, but by just trust in God. I'm glad I can't see the future. It scared me to death. And I don't think God wants us to see the future. God wants us to walk by faith every day. And as you walk by faith, learn to trust the Lord. We worry ourselves to death for nothing. We worry about what's going to be. We don't even know what's going to be. And when you learn to trust God, the Bible says that faith guides the Christian life. When you trust God, you just go about your business. And I know God's going to take care of it then. Also, number three, faith protects. Now, if you go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 17, you find that God gives us the armor of the Christian life. And He talks about the helmet of salvation and all these, and He comes down to verse 16, and He says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So faith is, not, is, is the most important weapon that the Christian has. He's good. we got weapons for our head, we got weapons for our uh, body, our torso, all through our body, our feet, and everything else. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 17, but he's come down to the one, and he said, but wherewithal, take the shield of faith, where we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You know what a shield is, it's the thing that that the old Roman soldiers had it's a, to keep the darts from hitting them as the enemy throw darts at them. Well, we know the devil's after us all day long because the Bible says so. And if you're going to be protected, you have to have faith. And what it's talking about is, do you believe God can take care of you no matter what's going on in your life? That's the shield of faith. I just believe it. Number four, faith pleases God. Now, I believe that every true Christian wants to please God. If you're a true Christian, you go about your walk in life, your Christian life every day, I want to please God. I want God to be pleased of me. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Now, again, talking to a Christian, a believer, a Christian without faith, without trust, complete reliance or abandonment then of the self 
And trusting God is impossible to please God without it. we got to learn just trust God. And number five, faith overcomes. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I do know one thing. If I have faith in God, and if i got enough faith to trust God for everything, then I can overcome anything in my life. And the Bible says so. Matthew chapter 15, verse 28, Jesus said, O woman, great is thy faith. Now, notice something. This is not one of the chosen of God. This woman was a Jew. She was not a Jew, I mean. And uh, many things were against her. First, she was a Gentile. Secondly, Jesus answered not a word when she first asked him. Now, many a Christian's faith would be shaken at right after this. Pray. Don't get the answer right now. Well, give up. Quit. Stop praying. Yet, if you'll notice something, this woman just kept on praying and kept on believing. Thirdly, Jesus' disciples tried to run her off. And her faith overcame all obstacles. She just kept trusting. And notice what Jesus finally said. O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you, thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You know what I learned by this? Don't give up trusting God. Just keep on trusting When hard times and bad things happen to you, don't give up. Just keep on praying and keep on trusting God. Don't quit on the Lord because He's not going to quit on you. Uh, Notice some people have no faith. Now, Mark chapter 4, verse 40 says, Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, remember, Jesus is speaking to His disciples that saved people. So He's not talking, He's not saying that you don't have enough faith to believe for salvation. But He's talking about no faith for the problems at hand. Now, I want you to watch this because it's very important. Jesus was on the boat with Him. He created the sea. He created the wind. And He sure not destroy His own then. Now, Here's the problem. Do you have enough faith to believe that Jesus can take care of you in storms of life then? Some don't. But I just do. And I pray that all God's people learn just trust God in life's storms. And you better believe this. Every Christian has storms of life. And you got to go through them. But just trust God. He'll see you through them. After all, He made the storm. Some people have little faith. Turn over to Matthew chapter 6 for just a minute. Now again, I'm talking to Christians. And I want you to watch this Matthew chapter 6. And I want to begin to read in verse 25. Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you much? Are you not much better than they? And he goes on to talk about. Now I want you to watch what I'm talking about. Go down to verse 30. Wherefore, 
If God so loved the grass of the field, which today is the more is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Now again, remember he's talking to Christians. He's not talking about having faith to be saved. But he's talking to some that has little faith. Now, especially verse 3, all these things should be added unto you. Now, God does not owe us to meet our need if we cheat and rob Him. But, if you want the promise of Matthew chapter 6, you must first meet God's requirements. And there's two requirements. Number one, you must put God first. Number two, you must seek the kingdom of God first. Now, once you do that, I want you to turn over to Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. And I want you to read with me, please, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now jump right across the page to chapter 40, verse 31. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. You know what God is talking about to these that have little faith? He's not talking about having faith in God to save your soul and then lose your salvation. We have that faith in God. But then we come up with little, with little problems in our life and then we act like we have our faith dwindles and we have little faith. I never will forget praying for a woman children that was sick in their home one time and uh, in talking to her I was talking to her about praying and praying for everything just praying that God will take care of your children pray that God will look over your family and she said oh I don't bother God with those little things in life she said I only ask God for big things well Did you ever read in the Bible where God said, Open your mouth wide and I will fill it? That's an important verse to me. You know why? I pray for everything. And I have faith in God for everything. Everything. I don't care if it's a little thing or a big thing. And learn to wait on the Lord. If He can take care of you to save your soul, He said, Wait on the Lord. And watch this, see. He shall renew thy strength. When you get weak, He'll take care of you. He said, Thou shalt mount up with the wings as eagles. I studied that one time. I said, Why didn't he say a fox? Or maybe a lion? You know why he said wings of eagles? Because an eagle flies high above everything else, above the troubles of the world. And he's above all that mess. And he's looking down on it. And the Bible says, If you will trust God, he'll put you up there where you can see what's going on, and you'll be took care of. You'll be above all the stuff in this world. And notice what he said. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Boy, I like that. But I also like verse 10 of chapter 41. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I said to that crowd that I was preaching to Sunday, uh, Saturday in the funeral service about the Lord Jesus Christ saving 
sinners' souls. And I said something that hit me. I stopped a minute and I looked at the crowd and I said, do y'all really believe that? And you know, I've been thinking about that all week. Reading the Bible and I pick up my Bible and I think, do I really believe that that's God's Word? Yes, I do. Do I believe that Jesus is God in the flesh? Yes, I do. Well, when I was studying this this week about faith, I said, Lord, do I have enough faith just to trust You? And I said, yes, I do. I do. And you know, all these years, I've learned just to trust the Lord. I pray every day, Lord, increase my faith. The disciples came to Jesus and asked Him, Jesus, would You increase our faith? And we need to pray every day, Lord, increase my faith. Help me. Help me to trust You more. Give me more faith. I want to live for You. That's what it's about. But faith is one of the most important things that a Christian got to have. Have faith in God. And I deal with people all the time that they can always bring up somebody that they say they have no hope for them. Yes, they do. I just believe God can do it. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that I love. Is anything too hard for God? And the answer is that's no. There's nothing too hard for God. God can do it. Amen. What we got to do is learn, Lord, I got to trust you. And I got to trust you fully. And I pray, Lord, help me to trust you every day of my life for everything. Amen. I pray for our people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do pray for each one who's here tonight. And Lord, we are here because we need a blessing. And we ask you to go out of this place blessing us, watch over and keep us believing that you are our good shepherd. You do care for us, and you will watch over us, and you will protect us. Bless us, we pray tonight, in Jesus' name.